0: The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. To find more podcasts like this, please check out ProfessionalCasual.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this brand new episode of Chitty Chats. Uh, it's been a minute since I've done one, uh, and this is a good reason to do it again. On me, on, With me today is uh, Kyle Martin. He is the writer of the Kickstarter Project that's going on right now. Uh, Future Zero. Uh, you go check it out. It's about this this world of gods and monsters. And a bunch of mythology and legends that you all know. Uh, and have heard of. And they all live in this world. And they have a uh, battle royale of sorts. So go over the Kickstarter right now. Go check it out. Future Zero. Listen to this interview with Kyle. And hopefully this will inspire you to go go check it out it looks like a lot of fun uh i can't wait for it to be successful and i have the book in hand so thank you all for checking this checking this interview out and we'll just go right to it Uh, welcome back everybody and uh, with me today, special guest. Uh, this is Kyle Martin. He is the creator of Future Zero. He is his new comic is on Kickstarter at the moment. He's also the creator of Smashcrafts. I I'm questioning that again. Did I say that right again? Yes, Smashcraft. Okay. I don't know why yes. I I do not know why every time I like I know it. I'm seeing it right here, and I still question if I said it right. Yeah.
1: Kyle, so the, is the, the idea of Smashcraft is I'm I'm taking. Like Future Zero, because they're connected. I'm taking old stories and mythologies, mm-hmm. smashing them all on a planet together to craft new stories. And that's what Smashcraft is.
0: Very nice. And yeah. you started, like, Smashcraft you did first. Uh, I, I, I saw the video on Kickstarter. I've been to the website. Uh, you created this stuff a couple years back. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start there with Smashcraft, the Smashcraft and then uh, you know move forward from that?
1: Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the, uh, in 2020, early 2021, um, I pitched the idea of to my boss of Smashcraft. Well, actually, it was the idea of Charlie Brown, uh, kind of like um, Funko Pops, but instead okay. they're Charlie Brown crossover with pop culture. And I did
0: see a couple of your arts on yeah. your website,
1: and those yeah. were pretty cool. It's a blessing and a curse. Cause everybody always wants me to do Charlie Brown stuff and yeah. I like doing it, but you know, I want to do uh, my own stuff too. Of course. But anyways, I pitched that idea and he said, well, um, I don't want to deal with IPs, intellectual properties. Um, why don't we try some public domain stuff? And so that's how Smashcraft came about. Uh, I picked 12 characters I thought people would be familiar with and that I'd have fun designing. And while I was designing them, um, I was also writing stories for them because I didn't want to release uh, soulless figures, just like, like even Funko Pops, they're hollow. Right. So, uh,
0: which I mean, like I never got into the Funko Pops. Uh, I I mean, you can see behind me, I already have uh, my own vice. I don't need another one. mm -hmm. Um, So like I got a few, but yeah, my, my kids had a couple and, I know one of them broke off the head of one because they were playing with them. So I- I'm assuming the Smashcraft. You said they're not hollow; they're nice little. Yeah, they're they're members. made out of resin. And, and I'm not
1: dissing them. I'm just saying. No, no, no,
0: no, no. I wasn't either. It's just it's it, yeah. having a nice thick figure is better than the hollow. Yeah, figure.
1: yeah. They have some weight to them, and and I wanted to be separate from from Funko pop. Yeah. So they all have, you know, you get a Funko pop and they already have stories about them, right? Mm-hmm. They're connected to all these other pop pop culture things. So I wanted to tell my own stories. So even, even the figures, when you buy them, they have a little bit of a story on the side. So I was, um, although the figures came out first, I was working on the stories at the same time. I just needed more time to develop their stories and that's where we're at now with the future zero, the comic about them being on Kickstarter. Very
0: cool. Um, what was your origin story, your comic book origin story? Like how did you get into comic books? Um, and then we, from jumping from that, how did you get the idea to write comics?
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so um, let's see here. I would say the, the beginning was Garfield? Ooh, nice. Yeah, I love uh, the
0: Indiana boy. I understand that.
1: Yeah, I love Gar, which is interesting because most people always say uh, Calvin and Hobbes, but uh, Garfield was my my intro to comics, and I love Garfield for years. But then I never really got into like actual graphic novels and stuff like that, like superheroes and stuff, until I saw the Hellboy movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I don't know, I I like World War II stuff. So maybe that's what it was. And I I thought Hellboy's big, you know, hand of doom was cool. And so somewhere in the 2010s, I picked up some issues or some trades of uh, Hellboy. And uh, yeah, so it was that. And then a couple years later, I saw scotty young's uh wizard of oz books
0: oh nice
1: so it was kind of a combo of those two okay um, about that same time i had went back to school and um it's crazy how things work like sometimes i'm like there's no way this was a coincidence i go back to school and the right hand man of jim davis the creator of garfield so uh he had been Working for Paul's Inc. Garfield's, or Jim Davis's company since 1982. Yeah, he comes. His name's Gary Barker. He comes to my school and he actually draws me as Hellboy and shows off all his art and just talks about working because he he he's worked for Marvel and Boom Comics and DC. And uh, that was the point. Where I was like, yeah, I want to do that because that's, that's awesome.
0: awesome. That is awesome. So,
1: yeah, that was about 10 years ago, nine years ago. So, okay, I'm working my way towards it up to this point.
0: Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. Uh, I do want to ask, have you seen all three uh, live action Hellboy movies?
1: Yeah, I like the first two a lot, not the third one, not so much.
0: I, the third one, it wasn't that it was disappointing, it was enjoyable, but there was something about Ron per- Perlman, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, He's just he's a perfect, perfect hellboy.
1: Yeah. Wow. Oh yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't hurt that uh Guillermo del Toro did those movies too. Yeah, correct. Gosh. Um
0: ironically, I just watched uh for one of my shows, uh Blade Two, where Guillermo del Toro directed mm-hmm. that one and and Ron was in it. Um and I found it more enjoyable now than I did before.
1: I've never seen it before. I, I should watch it because anything he's done, I've enjoyed. Like uh,
0: Pan's Labyrinth. Nokia, Labyrinth.
1: They put oh yeah, Pan's Labyrinth. I still, I haven't
0: seen Pan's yet. I, I've heard yeah. wonderful it, things. It, about it's it. a
1: one and done for me. That was a, like it was really good, but it's it's a rough. It's not one you can
0: watch. Yeah, um, Crimson Peak was one that I really really enjoyed.
1: I haven't seen that. Oh man, it's.
0: I, I just, I love that he does practical effects. Mm-hmm. He, everything's practical with him and not that not saying that cg can't be can't be good but there's just an element and maybe it's because i grew up on like star wars, star wars and, yeah. know, movies movies from the 80s where they didn't rely on special effects um and everything was practical i, I
1: don't know well it it kind of looks real because it's real material you exactly. know and there, there's always some details lost with cgi I mean, there's, there's some CGI that you can't tell, but... Of course, yeah. Of I mean, there's,
0: it's gotten better over the years, mm-hmm. but there was that one window between, like, 1990, I'll say 5, and about like 2007, where it's like, you went a little too hard into the CG. Yeah,
1: like <laughs> like, like the Star Wars prequels.
0: Yeah, I still <laughs> love them. I do. Yeah. But, God, that's just too much. Yeah. Um, But, okay, so... So, uh, how did, so that, that transitioned you into wanting to write comics or, cause this mm-hmm. is, this is your first comic, correct?
1: Correct. Or yeah. This... So I've done, I've done short, uh, one page gag comics. You can, uh, there's, you can see them on the Kickstarter page under the section titled bonus comics. I've done about 11 of those, but yeah, this is my first, uh, actual
0: full length comic. Yeah. Okay. Um, so is this something because I've, I've talked to multiple different people, um, especially newer uh, writers mm-hmm. was Kickstarter like a, for sure for you. Cause, or was it one of those things where you wanted to try Kickstarter because you've, you've heard of success. Uh, what, what made Kickstarter your option versus like self publishing mm-hmm. or, or trying through some, I don't want to say low level indie series or indie comic company, but something like that. Like, like um, I know Ahoy comics is it's up and coming, but it's not like a ton of people uh, uh, know about it. Um, so you, why did you choose Kickstarter over, over something like that?
1: Um Probably the main reason was back in 2016. Um, I've been a big fan of a guy named Jake Parker for a long time. And uh He's worked for some various uh, animation studios, but he's he's mostly independent now. Okay, and uh, he did a, a graphic novel called Skyheart, and it just blew up on uh, Kickstarter. And ever since then, I just thought, yeah, that's that's how I want to do it. I j- I just felt like it took some risks out. I mean, there is some risk, but I, I felt confident in what I was doing. Okay. Take the risk and like to hire extra artists more than I normally would and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, because you're you're both writing and and drawing. Are you coloring too, or is that you got? Yeah, are... I'm
1: doing it all myself. Oh, awesome!
0: Very yeah, awesome. it's a
1: ton of work. Okay. But I, well, I like the I like the flexibility of doing it myself. Sure, because I can. I'm kind of um, like like uh, the. The bat. Your background photo. His, his name's Simone uh, Diarmini. He mm-hmm. called my my style whimsical, which I would agree with, um, and it gives me the flexibility to be whimsical. Like if I very nice.
0: Well, just, and it does have a, a fun, uh a, not, not attitude, a fun approach to it. Like mm-hmm. when I was when I was scrolling through the Kickstarter, uh, the one character that like got my attention was Athena, mainly because she looked cool. And she's holding a Gorgon shield. Like, come on! Like, how how yeah. how can you not be okay with that? You know, like yeah, just, I, I like awesome. to
1: play into all the the snakes on it having personalities too. Sweet, like having their own personalities. If you if you look at one of the panels, there there's one where they're giving each other high fi- high I head. I don't that. know what you'd call it when two heads are bumping, but head, like head a pump. high oh, five.
0: Yeah. yeah, but no, I did see that. I thought that was fun. Um, also, the fact that she, you know, Thor is hitting on her and she's just like, now nah, I'm good. Punches his lights out. I thought that was great. Uh, so let's go into the comic itself. Um, what, go ahead and describe what Future Zero is. To okay.
1: So how I describe it is, uh, uh, I guess, my sales pitch or whatever would be, it's Dragon Ball meets Hellboy plus a Happy Meal. So it's the uh, fighting of Dragon Ball, the myths and monsters of Hellboy and uh, each comic and each comic has a little something extra like a happy mill..
0: Okay. So, and you're you're mixing all of these mythologies together.
1: Correct. yeah.
0: You got Norse gods, you got Olympians, you've got Transylvania. yeah uh,
1: Camelot Camelot. Little uh, red, and, which is just uh brothers Grimm. Yep.
0: Uh so how how did they all end up on this world together? Or is it just one of those things where this is just how it is?
1: Uh well I haven't I haven't decided to tell that yet.
0: That's fine. You don't have to say anything. No, I right. retract my question.
1: But <laughs> my idea was that I I just thought it would be really cool, you know, okay. when I was designing the figures, I was like What if if, you know there was an Asgard kingdom and it was a castle, and then you had a castle for uh, Olympus, and and then you had a castle for Camelot? How would all these you know uh, power struggles between all of them happen? Okay, maybe Camelot's passive, and Odin wants to be the ruler, but everyone thinks that Zeus should be the ruler. So there's that dynamic there.
0: Okay, and will it be? a like a free-for-all battle or will it be like a moral combat what what kind of what hmm, i I asked this knowing full well you may not be able to actually say it but what starts the battle
1: what starts the battle so i I put that on the kickstarter page i know you
0: said odin is being Odin.
1: yeah Uh, (laughs) so uh i I don't know how much how familiar you are with mythology and all that
0: not like like enough to where I know every name by heart, but I, I know plenty.
1: Okay. Yeah. So all my stuff is, let me preface it by saying loosely based on their old stories in mythology. So um, are you familiar with Valhalla? Yes. So, you know, the, the,
0: the, where they, where the, every Viking goes after. Yeah. Them.
1: In battle. And then that becomes Odin's army and Ragnarok. Yep. So the story is, in. In future zero uh long before uh, the first issue there's a battle between olympus and asgard and olympus won and after he won or after zeus and olympus won he said told odin he had to close the gates to valhalla which would eliminate his army yeah and so the issue starts with olympus or excuse me Odin opening the gates of Valhalla, which resurrects his army and Zeus finds out and he's going after him to shut it down. And so it's going to start with a big fight.
0: Okay. Very nice. So you can
1: kind of see, um, stages of the fight on the Kickstarter page.
0: Yes. What are some of the, um, I know, I know like we talked about earlier, Kickstarter, has its challenges mm-hmm. um i know as of this moment uh we still have the rest of the month of august to to get the goal meant uh met like you're you're currently at half at the halfway point mm-hmm. uh, was that was that pretty exciting because that happened within the first like week you know, yeah that's usually, yeah, that's usually it, a good time it,
1: yeah it was very exciting but then which happens from what i hear to everybody there's there's the spike That's at the that, beginning, and yep. then it Just levels kind of out for a long time, yep. and then then you get a spike at the end.
0: I know I had a I had a friend, fellow co-host for a different podcast. He's been on the show before. Um, he put out a book on Kickstarter. Um, you only ever did the one. Never didn't know what was going to happen. The second one, but uh, it was one of those things, similar situation where it was down to the wire. Um, but he it, it it got it got greenlit, which was nice. And it was yeah. actually a pretty good pretty good book. It was uh, Battle Monsters is what he calls it. I don't know. And um it was Pokemon, how did he put it? Because it's right there. Uh it's like a Pokemon esque situation where they used to be um I'm trying to remember because it's been, been a couple years. They used to be like these monsters that would battle each other but then the monsters kind of turned on the humans and mm-hmm. the world is now that where the monsters are their own race and the, the humans are fighting back kind of thing like, it's fun concept. like
1: like Pokemon meets planet of the Apes
0: kind of sorta okay um it's a really sounds awesome interesting game. I really enjoyed it but I also know that he he ran into a lot of issues uh on the back end like a, a, as soon as it it um, got got greenlit. Mm-hmm. Um, then there was issues with the publisher. Then there was issues with uh the artist. Like he, the artist he had was able to finish, but then like they um hurt themselves or something. So it, it kind of became a hiccup. Um, I'm at, I'll, I'll get you his his uh, his name, because he also has a podcast that you could probably go on and yeah, that'd and talk be cool about this. Um, talk talk about future zero to him and um he, he i just know that on the on the back end it can it can be problematic um is that something that you have have run into just yet i know you haven't printed everything yet but is that something no, that No I mean, since
1: since it's basically all coming from me there's not a whole lot to worry about other than you know printing it i'm a technically i have a degree in graphic design so i i know how to set up you know the pages for printing and all that very nice so yeah and um just from some other people i've talked to i'm pretty confident in in the printing company i'm going to use which i can't remember off the top of my head but they they do a lot of comics
0: okay local to indy or
1: uh illinois actually which is cool okay so So, you know
0: still in our area Very nice. Um, okay. What, um, a couple, couple, couple more questions. Is there any, I know you said that Hellboy is, is a story, is the comic that kind of inspired you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Scotty Young as well. Uh, is there any other ones out there that like, uh, definitely Dragon
1: Ball? Okay. Dragon Ball. I, depending on the day you ask me, I would tell you either Dragon Ball or, uh, Hellboy's my favorite comic, but Very uh, nice. also really, really like Headlopper by Andrew McLean.
0: Headlopper, go write that one yeah. down.
1: Yeah, he has four volumes out now. He, he it's um from Image Comics.
0: I do love me some image comics. Um,
1: TMNT is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I actually haven't, well, yeah. I've, I haven't read TMNT in a while, but I did read the Last Ronin a few months Dude, ago. Dude,
0: Last Ronin was so good. Yeah, it was
1: inc- incredible. Um,
0: have Have you had a chance to go see the uh, Mutant Man? No, Man? not
1: yet. I, I'm meaning it's to make fun. it to a mat
0: matinee. It's it's pretty fun. Um, it's it, it's I, I'm not gonna say. Uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse was like the best animated movie mm-hmm. I've ever seen. Uh, for superhero content, um, it's up there in that sort of, like, artistic level. The story was was pretty fun. I'm not going to say basic, but, like, it was very enjoyable. And mm-hmm. it had a ton of characters from, from TMNT world. So, like, I, I really enjoyed it. Plus, when I went to Regal uh, and got the bucket, it's like a trash can mm-hmm. almost. So, you know, that's that was always fun.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna make it uh, one of the early showings so I can get it get a little cheaper. But oh yeah, yeah. Anytime um, you can. Um I think I've seen them all in theaters. Nice, I've seen all the movies in theaters. So I I definitely have to. see got, you this got, one. I,
0: I did that with Star Wars. I I have seen every single one in theaters, and I I mean it was one of those things where, obviously, the original I couldn't watch it because I wasn't around, but. You know, when they re released them over the years. Yep, I
1: saw the, re- I've seen them yep. all in theaters too. I saw the, my dad, my dad took me to see Jedi and uh, A New Hope, and my brother took, my brother Chad took me to see Empire Strikes Back. Love it. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. Um, Okay. So I think I was going to ask you something about the variant covers, but
1: I don't know. was it the artist? Like,
0: cause I know you said the one artist for the, the second variant. Mm hmm. Is he okay? So Derek Hunter is the third. You only got you only got three covers?
1: Three. Yeah, I'm gonna do an, another one in uh, the chibi style. Okay. About halfway through the campaign.
0: Okay. Um which is always fun.
1: Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to drawing it.
0: And you have you I mean you've done I according, you know, looking at your Kickstarter, you've done all these characters in Chibi as well. hmm uh i I also know you you talked about your your uh comic strips that that you were going to be putting in there which those are all in the chibi style which again looks fun um yeah i i think that's all the questions is there anything um other other than than you know the movies other than tmnt is there any other movie you've been dying to go to or have uh, I'd to like to? Too?
1: Well, I, I mentioned earlier, I, I like World War II stuff. So both my grandparents or my papa and my granddad were both in World War II. So I'm always interested in stuff like that. So uh, Oppenheimer would be an interesting I need to see it in IMAX. So uh,
0: apparently it's going to be IMAX just like a little bit longer. I just saw that uh, earlier. Oh, this they week. extended it? Yeah, for like another cool. week or two. So I guess I better go this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another one I, I want to see. I haven't seen it yet. I've, I, uh, I've listened to uh, a podcast. I listened to last podcast on the left, they talked about the Manhattan project, uh, and they went fairly in depth for six, ish, six episodes, oh, two wow. hours plus each. Um, and it was one of those things where I'm like, I really don't want to see the bomb dropped on uh, Hiroshima and the, the results of that. Like, after hearing their, their talk about it. But it doesn't actually show it in the movie, yeah. so we're safe. I'm safe. Um, but, I mean, there you know, we've got some other ones coming up. Uh, I know The uh, Last Voyage of the Demeter is coming out soon. Um, actually, by the time everybody's listening to this, it's out this weekend, and that's a
1: Dracula story. Uh, uh, is that the one about with the guy from Game of Thrones?
0: think so they're on the ship they're on on the the ship yeah 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 okay that one looks fun that one i've I've only
1: seen bits and pieces of it so i can't say if i'm interested in it or not that's fair uh blue beetle that was i I think i'm i'm suffering from marvel burnout i know it's not marvel but
0: i understand completely if i didn't host a podcast actually i'd probably go see it anyway but if i if i didn't have a host of dc podcast Mm-hmm. Or the Geek Ultimate Alliance Network, uh, it would be one where I would catch it that weekend, but not like immediately. But I'm gonna go see it immediately because I hosted DC podcast get- <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, like there's really nothing else uh, coming out. Did you did you go see? Um, so you probably haven't seen Barbie yet. No, if you're interested in that, I actually enjoyed the last movie was,
1: I saw. Fun. What? Well, so. I was going to go see it, but uh, I kind of forgot about it because I was busy with work up to the – doing all the work leading up to the Kickstarter. So I just watched it over the weekend. I watched Guardians 3, which I enjoyed. Yeah, because I just dropped on Disney+. That one was good. I I really enjoyed that. Yeah, and Um, uh, I think the last movie I saw – No, I saw Indiana Jones. That was the last movie I saw.
0: I really enjoyed that one too.
1: Yeah. It was a good ending. I went way too late yeah. at night, but that was that was Ooh, the only yeah, problem. Not, at, at like ten thirty at night, and it ended. I, I think I got home at like two. Ew,
0: yeah, that's 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 very late night. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, but, and I well, saw Mario. Mario. I enjoyed it a lot. Oh,
0: Mar- I, yes, and that's coming. I mean, it's on the. Uh, if you have, is it Peacock. Peacock. Right now? I think it's on yeah, Peacock. Yeah, actually, I
1: actually picked it up on. Uh, 4k blu-ray i don't right. buy movies ever but i was like i'd like it, it's a good looking movie so i'd like yeah
0: to oh just it. fun and i'm looking forward to whatever sequels or continuations or connected i I mean i i love legend of zelda i'm mm-hmm. currently playing tears of the kingdom um i'm taking my time with it so i'm gonna try to get everything i would love for a legend of zelda movie
1: like, sometime uh, Real people or animated?
0: Oh, uh, you know what? I would be okay with the animated, because um, I mean, don't get me wrong, real people would be great, but at least with animated, you can keep it going. Like you're not limited. The one, the one issue I have with with like these live action comic book movies, which I love, is that you're limited to these actors. Yeah, like they, you only have them for a certain amount of time. Whereas animated, yes, you still have the voice actors. Covering the, them, but you can you know, say they um, don't want to do it anymore. You can get somebody else who will sound very similar, yeah. And the, the show can still go on, you know.
1: And usually they're not as expensive.
0: More often than not, yeah. As
1: Robert Downey Jr. or Chris Evans, correct.
0: Yeah. Although I mean, you had uh, nope, not Chris Pine, the other one for Mario, Chris Pratt. There we go. Yeah,
1: that's right. Chris Pratt right. and Charlie Day. They had yeah. all, and Jack Taylor Black. They had a lot Day. of good, good, or big named actors. Exactly.
0: But I mean, that movie was amazing. So, like, mm-hmm. obviously, they chose well.
1: Yeah. Plus, oh, you yeah. know, uh, Jack Black as Bowser was just perfect. Absolutely. Be oh, yeah. <laughs> he stole the show.
0: He did. Peaches. It was great. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> who would have Who would have thought that'd go viral?
0: Uh, right I just I don't know it's I mean because there was a good like what at least two weeks where you scroll through any of your social medias and there's somebody singing peaches or yeah or clips from the movie with that song like
1: yeah I saw a little kid like a seven-year-old at a talent show playing really playing for his whole whole school peaches on the piano it sounded good too
0: that's awesome. That's yeah. fine. Um, All righty. Uh, is there anything else you want to talk about for for Future Zero, for Smashcraft, for any of the projects you've got going out there? Um,
1: so I, have, I have a couple notes over here. Let's see. No, not that I can think of. Just thank you to anybody who backs it. Thank you to the artists that did uh, pieces of, did pinups and covers for me: Simone, Diarmini, Derek Hunter, um, Fran P. Lobato, uh, Tate Parker, Clint Kaiser, Kev Craven, and oh, I have pulled up here: <laughs> uh, Bruno, Marcus, and. A guy that goes by the name of Nobby Wood. Oh, and Gordon Wills. Can't forget Gordon Wills. We talk a lot, so feel bad if I forgot him. (laughs) Can't
0: forget Gordon. All right. Um, Well, Kyle, thanks for coming on here. Thanks for reaching out. Let everybody know where they can find you online. Let everybody know about the Kickstarter, like where they can find it, what to look up, and how much longer, you know, when it ends, all that stuff. Um, and just basically pimp out anything you want to pimp out
1: all right well i i go by kyle martin kyle martin art on all my social media and i post about future zero about every day and uh you can just google or go to kickstarter and look up future zero and it should pop up or you go to any of my social media and uh the links in my bio
0: very good um all right thank you all for listening and we will see you next time